Jones. Welcome back to the broadcast. Here at the Freedom Screen Rebel Public Broadcasting Network. Thanks for joining us tonight. Lori shall return tomorrow. Please help Lori by donating at Live with Lori. That's Lori with two R's at TWC.com. If you haven't helped donate to Lori and you like her work, send her a donation and then send an email letting her know what you did and how much because we're tracking PayPal. We've got to keep our hold their feet to the fire because uh, we're not going to let them get away with jamming her up on any donations. So please follow up with an email to the same address, livewithlori at twc.com. So I got to thank the creator for putting me into a whole pile of old books. I've been looking for old books lately, and everybody I ask, I say, hey, do you have any old Bibles? And, of course, I'll take any old books, especially history books or law books. Um, keep keep track of reality because with the push of a button now, these computerized school curriculum programs can be changed to whatever the system wants it to be. So, praise be the Lord, I find an 1880 Bible that's incredible. It's a pictorial Bible with all the pictures. It's enormous. It fills up a small suitcase. I couldn't find a box big enough. I had to put it in a small suitcase for a for a put it in, a, in something. Uh, beautiful. Very, it's 10 bucks. Very inexpensive. So I want to thank uh, the person that I won't name them because I don't want them to get in any trouble for helping Eric the Freedom Screamer locate a really choice old Bible. Uh, everything's in Roman numerals. It took us about 15 minutes to find Psalms 83 something. Uh, a woman who I showed the Bible to after I picked it up, she goes right to Psalms. I think she said 83 something where they've taken out the word God and put in he or him. The crucial is a critical change in a psalm that she always uses as the standard for the Bible, and this Bible said Jehovah. Uh, so it was very, very accurate, very old school. Uh, I forgot my Roman numerals, so I had to relearn what the L's, the M's, the C's, and all that is. I know the X's and the 1's were 10's and 1's. So, but uh, that was interesting to find the Bible with there. Everything's in Roman numerals. Nothing's labeled and standard numbers, so um, quite defined. And another one of the books I located called Masters of Achievement. This one I think it is 19, gosh, it's, uh, I think this one's early 1900s, 1911. 1911, this is pre-World World War One, so this is good history. I think it's, you know, the farther back we go, the more accurate, and it obviously it depends on the work. This is not this is not a blanket statement, but generally speaking, the farther back we go, the more accurate the history is going to be. The globalists hadn't quite got their hands on everything yet. So in this book, Masters of Achievement, and it has everybody in there from Jefferson and Washington to Henry the Lion of Saxony, and and, and you know Frederick William Faber. You know, authors and philosophers and uh, clergy and presidents and on and on. And it's quite the book, and it's an extensive study. It seems to be relatively agenda-free. So I would kind of want to know what, what they have written up for the Inigo Lopez, who changed his name in true Masonic fashion to Ignatius Loyola, founder of the Jesuits. Yes, indeed. 
It says here, this is the very end. I'm not going to get into reading this entire thing tonight. On the future broadcast, I'll read the, the full write-up on Loyola. But I thought I'd cut right to the conclusion because this was telling. It said he, he contrived to lodge the Society of Jesus, that's the Jesuits, within the very aditum, that word I do not know, A-D-Y-T-U-M, aditum, within the very aditum of the old system. Okay, so they just told you he crafted the Society of Jesus within the very aditum of the old system, and to do so without noise, without any displacement of parts, or the breaking off of even a molding, by his hands, a house was built within a house. Yet none had heard the din of the builder's tools while it was in progress. And that's the very end of, okay, so they, they, they didn't really beat around the bush too much there. They, this book is quite honest. He built a house within a house. Nobody heard it coming. And now we have a Jesuit Pope. And I would argue they are in complete control of the intelligence agencies, uh, the courts, all the major insurance companies. Obviously, they're financed by the Rothschilds and the Zionist bankers. That's, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's just the Vatican. And I'm not going to tell you it's just the Jews. It's both. Rothschilds couldn't wipe their own rear ends without their enforcement agents in the church and throughout the intelligence agencies. Now, don't forget, a very interesting murder took place, and it's sad when anyone gets killed. I don't mean to say it's interesting, but it was, it was the circumstances around the death of Amst, I think, I believe it was his name, was Amstel Rothschild. He was youngish, kind of in his early 30s, right next in line to take over the Rothschild fortune, the hands-on management of the world economy. And he was murdered. And I would argue that, you know, we, you know, we don't know exactly, you know, why, but it 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 goes to show you that. How do I put this? When the executioners and the managers and the foot soldiers, so to speak, if you wanted to say the Zionist financiers and bankers are above the church and 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 they're really and truly in control. Well, sure, but once again, they're not going to be able to get anything done without their executioners. And if the executioners become so powerful that they can permanently remove, meaning kill, you know, anyone, pretty much anyone, through, you know, radiation, chemical means, you know, ice bullets and all these, you know, heart attack guns and all these things that the CIA purportedly has. And I do, I'm sure they have quite sophisticated methods of getting rid of people. Uh, but it goes to show you that that I don't think I don't think the I think they're working in tandem. I think the Zionist bankers, the financiers, are working with the Vatican, the Church of England, and the Church of Rome, which have now, have now been united since the Oxford Movement of 1830. Well, gosh, the Oxford Movement started in the 1820s or 1830s, and has sought the to unite the Church of England with the Church of Rome. That's long since been completed. And so anyway, those are the that's that so I thought that was an interesting he built a house within a house and no one heard no one heard the builder's tools uh even while it was in progress. 
So that's the 1911 uh, kind of the encyclopedia of, you know, kind of who's who in the world of, they use the word achievement. Um, some of the achievers were rather nefarious, but we'll let, uh, we'll let the listeners decide. I'll read some more of that out in the future. Ken from New York. Thanks for calling in, Ken. I'm kind of just bouncing around tonight, talking about programs, talking about the communists, how easy it is to sell communism to the people. Um, had a brief quote there on Indigo Lopez, oh. who changed to Ignatius Loyola and founded the Jesuits. Any comments on any of that, Ken, or did you have something else you wanted to bring yes, up? Yes. No, no, I, I came in a bit late, but... Um, since you're talking about Jesuits, did you ever, uh, do you have an opinion on late father Malachi Martin? I think he died in 1999 oh. at Brain Cancer. He seemed to be, a, he was a Jesuit, but he was released from his vows. He seemed to be a little different than what one would think of as a Jesuit. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, he was one of the Vatican exorcists. Um, yes. And, uh, yeah, and he was also, you know, a top advisor to the Pope, multiple Popes, apparently. Um, I I got the feeling originally that he was for real, um, and he, he's, he, I'm just going to look at, you know, I don't know the man, and, and I never did, but I heard interviews with him. Oh. And I'm, well, I'm going to say, I'm going to roll the dice and say, I think he was for real. I think he, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, and, and I'll say he saw things that he did not like in the Vatican, and he kind of came out and tried to expose what he could. What yes, I, I, he had uh, written a book where, you know, where he didn't directly criticize the Vatican, but it was kind of like a, um, how would you say, maybe like a fiction novel or something like that. Uh I, you know, to be honest with you, I, I heard about him on Art Bell, on the original Art Bell show. He never talked about aliens or anything like that, but he was supposed to be the exorcist from the, uh, you know, like the movie. Well, you had to bring that up. <laughs> I went to a school called McQuaid Jesuit High School, and he's mm. deceased now, so I don't think it's inappropriate for me to discuss it. But uh, there was a priest there named Father William O'Malley. Father O'Malley was a very interesting man. He was uh, he, he had a he was really smart, brilliant head. Now these guys are all Jesuits now, and it says McQuaid Jesuit High School on the south side of the building. Well, it's, it's what it's called. There, there was there was, there was he, he two was, of them. Was finished. It was. I'll tell you what he. I'm sorry, guys. Let me tell you, let me tell you what William O'Malley was. He was, um, you know, this came out when during the school play. He was the director of the school play, and he broke out a three-ring binder, and he showed us that he was not only the makeup director for The Exorcist, he did all that stuff you see with Linda Blair, you know, the puking and mm -hmm. the whole devil thing. I mean, that was all his, and he showed us the progression of how they did the makeup, and it was really interesting. And he was also in the movie at the very end, he's the Jesuit cleanup guy, the, guy the, the investigator priest who comes and gets out of the taxi cab after the devil goes out of the girl and into the, the the other priest, and he throws himself out the window to kill himself so the devil wouldn't live in him, and all that. And at the, whole, at the very end of the movie, the guy that gets out of the taxi cab 
that that's Father O'Malley. And so he was in the movie, and it's very interesting that he got the role to play the, the, the Jesuit investigator who cleaned up after the exorcist mess. So anyway, that, that I, since you brought that up, I had to just touch on that. And I think he passed away about, oh, God, I think he's been gone for about 10 years. But he was a nice guy, and, you know, he was kind of quiet, but he always had that look on his face like he knew more than, you know, he was going to tell you. And uh, he he was... So anyway, yeah, that's that's the connection to the exorcist there. But I've been to a Jesuit high school. I've I've been in a Catholic family. I'm not prejudiced or bigoted or Catholic bashing. I just I just don't mm. like the undue exercise of influence that the church has over local economic, uh, political, and legal matters. So uh, was was the Father O'Malley? He was not. Was he actually one of the subjects or was he peripheral to it well uh, what i know for for a fact and then i'll give you some what i surmise um he i know for a fact he was an actor in the movie okay he's he okay. actually is a jesuit okay so that's for sure he was in the movie there at the end the girl linda blair comes up and kisses him on the cheek at the end um and okay, just, okay so that's the guy so and I so I know that for a fact. I know he was a Jesuit priest because he wore the cloth. I saw him in school every day, um, and I know he was directly involved with the movie because he had the three ring binder of all the pictures of him doing makeup on Linda Blair. That was not photoshopped or anything. That was really him doing it. So and beyond that, I would say you know your guess is as good as mine. How many exorcisms was he involved in? Any? I don't know. Um, I never really got to know him, like, seriously, you know, just kind of peripherally as a teacher, so to speak. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, he got the, he got the role to do that. He had to be pretty high up in the, in the, in the hierarchy to get the Hollywood role to play the clean-up Jesuit in the movie The Exorcist. I mean, he had to be something. Well, how many, how many Jesuits would get released from their vows? That was what I found interesting about Malachi Barnes. Right. He was supposed to be one of the uh, actual exorcists, but I don't know if it was associated right. with that particular one. Uh huh. That's that's very, and I would agree with you. Though you know, usually when somebody gets fired or killed, you know, like Bill Cooper, you know, it kind of lends to their credibility. Oh. I hate to say it, but uh, we'll be right back after this break. Kind of, you want to hang out for a minute? We're going to take a break. We'll be right sure, back. Here's sure. Music. Turn it up. We'll be right back. It's Derek the Freedom Scream on the Republic Broadcasting. This is the most transparent administration in history. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are
are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Appreciate you being with us tonight. I was just talking about a variety of stuff. I started off with the programs thing. How easy is it to sell communism and socialism? And Well, what's the order? You start out as a kind of well-intentioned liberal, you wind up being a Democrat, then you're a socialist. I mean, socialist is nothing more than a weak communist. And then you're down the toilet of totalitarian slavery. Uh, so easy to sell it to the sheeple through programs, whether it's programs of the left, you know, welfare-type stuff, and whether it's programs of the family with all the little toys, that's this and peewee that, bicycle this and tennis that, all this stuff, or whether it's the programs of Reagan doing this National Heritage Corridor. He's the one that enacted it. He did the first one. He said, President Ronald Reagan, the administration of President Ronald Reagan, support, did you get that? The administration of President Ronald Reagan, supported the National Heritage Area, area concept as a cost-effective way of telling America's stories. Well, let's not do it through the school. we got the stupidest kids coming out of the public school system, and we got to think because we're telling stories by seizing property instead of telling stories by teaching history. Ken, are you still with us? Did you have any other comments? 
Yes, sir. Yeah, I actually have a couple others if you have the time. Um, the um, Are you familiar with, uh, there's a host, that, he's not on currently in New York, but he has been from time to time, Eric uh, Mad Cow, Man Cow. Uh, yeah, I've heard him. You've heard him. Okay. He, he had, uh, one time he had, uh, was talking about a story where he was, he said he knew, uh, Malachi Martin and he was in New York City with him and they were walking down by Wall Street and he said, how can you tell if any of these people around here are possessed or something to that effect? And he said, watch this. And he said, Malachi Martin put his, uh, hand up in the air, and he made a cross with his in, uh, middle finger and index finger. And he said uh, some guy in a three-piece suit dropped to his knees and started howling and then ran away. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it's true or not. Just, it's a story, but uh, he I don't know. Malachi Martin seemed to be the real deal. I think he probably was. I agree. I mean, uh, um, anyway, um, if we can switch gears for a moment, uh, have you noticed uh, that uh, you've, you've heard something about, like, this uh, EIA uh, agents are running for public office? Have you heard anything about oh. that? Oh, boy, have I ever. <laughs> There's this. Yeah, okay. Well, well, I got got one for you. I got a specific one. I'm going to answer your question with the details, and I don't think any too many people out there know this. His name is Andy Patrick. Pretty sure I got his name right. I was going to forget that. I'm glad you brought that up. He is a South Carolina state senator who ran a CIA, who runs a CIA front corporation called, I think it's called HAB, H A. A, B is in boy. It's, it kind of looks like SOP, but with an H. H-A-A-B. And it's a CIA, it's a well-known CIA front company. He ran money for Blackwater. Uh, he's a, he's a, he's a CIA civilian asset. And he's in the South Carolina State Senate. And this all came out in his divorce papers, in his divorce proceedings. Uh, the papers, the paperwork that he had to submit flushed out the fact that he runs the CIA front corporation. Once again, he's an Andy Patrick, a South Carolina state senator, CIA civilian asset. How many of those do you think are throughout the state and federal Senate? Um, and they, you know, you just we just haven't found out yet, like we have with Mr. Andy Patrick of the South hmm. Carolina state Senate. Well, I, I was going to mention another aspect of that. How about the pharmaceutical industry starting to put up uh, executives to run for public office? And the one that I um, would mention specifically, I just heard the other day, is, you know, the, our old friend in New Jersey, Bob Menendez. Okay. He's running, oh, yeah. uh, he's got a guy that's running, yeah, he's uh, he's one of uh, Epstein's um, alumni from uh, Epstein's family, uh, what is it, uh, Fantasy Island down in Florida somewhere, one of the keys. Right. And he's running against pharmaceutical executive. The pharmaceutical executive is accusing Menendez of uh, being, uh, he's the uh, candidate that's, uh, he's only famous for being one step ahead of the law. And then Menendez accuses the pharmaceutical executive 
of um, uh, cheating or raising the price of cancer drugs, screwing cancer patients. Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. I'm getting older and noticing that my body just doesn't work as well as it used to. So I like to keep fit as possible by hitting the gym a few times a week. Recently, I started having a nagging bicep pain and it got so bad I couldn't even lift the weights. When I was complaining about it to a friend, he told me about Angioprim. He said chelation helps remove toxins heavy metals, and cholesterol in veins and arteries that may cause blockages. You know, after just one week of taking Angioprim, the pain was gone, and now I'm back in the gym full strength. Scientific research proves the active ingredient in Angioprim has superior oral chelation action that helps promote cardiovascular health. So to learn more, go to Angioprim.com. That's A-N-G-I-O-P-R-I-M.com. Or talk to a trained consultant. Call Angioprim toll-free at 877-888- 7221. You'll feel better with more energy. Call 877-882-7221 or go to the website angioprim.com. My name is Don Wiskin and at 42 years old, I suffered a massive heart attack, lost 35% of my heart to damaged tissue and was supposed to spend the rest of my life on disability. What did I do? I took Extendivite, a garlic and cayenne mix of seven herbs which rebuilt my heart and gave me back my life. For over 17 years now, I have made this formula available to you so you don't have to suffer the same thing I did. Clean your blocked arteries and strengthen your heart and boost your natural immune system. I'm 60 years old now and I still work every day. To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Extend your life with Extendivite. Tired of being lied to by mass media? It's growing more and more apparent today that news is received less and less through standard media outlets. Even with a growing audience every day, RBN is beginning to direct more efforts into social media. 
Social media and the use of the Internet is fast becoming the primary source of people for news, regardless of demographic. RBN has set out to provide some of the best news on the Internet through republicbroadcasting.org and also has begun to use the tools to our advantage by way of social media. Republic Broadcasting is now operating a Facebook page to function as yet another avenue to have our collective voice reach new audiences across not only America, but across the globe as well. The Facebook page features not only news, but also an RBN player to listen to our broadcast. Get involved by visiting Facebook.com slash Republic Broadcasting and liking our page and share it with your friends and family because you can handle the truth. Welcome back to the broadcast. There's Freedom Stream around the Republic Broadcasting Network. Um, we're going to get right to our next caller. Is it Phil or Phil in Wisconsin? Yeah, Eric, uh, Bill in Wisconsin. A couple well, weeks ago, Lori Anderson and uh, Tom LaCavera highlighted a drill that was to take place in Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, and I just it. saw a report on it on our local news. It was called Operation Dark Sky, and what it involved is a hack, cyber attack, into the power grid in southeastern Wisconsin. All right. Uh, it involved... Uh, the federal government, there was a guy by the name of Ferrante, a former national security advisor to Barack Obama, who headed up this drill. There was involvement by, you know, local police forces, state troopers, also uh, Wisconsin National Guard. They showed uh, crowd uh, disturbances. There were actors that were playing out, uh, you know, uh, disturbance, a riot. Uh, if anyone is interested, uh, you could go to WSAW.com and look up the Channel 7 uh, report on Operation Dark Sky. The newscaster that handled the special investigation is Matthew Simon, and uh, it showed the vulnerability of the grid in Wisconsin. And I would say from the map they showed, two-thirds of Wisconsin would be affected by this. Now, when Lori and Tom were talking about that, Lori was very careful in saying that maybe, you know, they might use this uh, to go beyond uh, just a drill. Uh, but she was not saying they were, were going to do that, but you should be aware. And my thinking on it is, after watching this, uh, that, uh, you know, nothing's going to come out of this drill but this would be one heck of a false flag uh, if they would uh, do this at some point in the future. 
they point out that, you know, power would be lost to two-thirds of Wisconsin. The financial system would collapse. Uh, there are two nuclear facilities, one in the Green Bay area, one across the border into Minnesota. All of the power companies would not comment on, on it because of the security involved. But it's an interesting report. So that's WSAW.com, Operation Dark Sky, special report by Matthew Simon. You there? Very interesting. Yeah, Bill. Yeah, that's a great yeah. Report. Now, did you witness? Yep. Now, uh, I wasn't listening to the show tonight, and I was watching local news. But whoever was the caller that preceded me was talking about Malachi Martin. What was the gist of that conversation? He was just wondering if I had heard of Malachi Martin and what I thought of. Uh, Mal Father Malachi Martin, who is a Catholic priest that was a very high-level um, insider, uh, advisor to Pope. Uh, apparently he was an exorcist. Um, he did many interviews. He talked about a variety of topics. And he kind of he kind of was exposing what was going on inside the Vatican and that there was a dark agenda within. Um, and so we were just uh, kind of discussing that. And I kind of, we kind of agreed and rightly or wrongly i don't know i'm just guessing you know and i said i'm just kind of speculating i think he was for real i think he had a conscience i think he saw things that were going on that he didn't uh you know he thought were were not you know we're not godly affairs and godly enterprises so he kind of well i, I was, would uh, agree but from a different perspective i am what's called a traditional catholic i don't go to the local parish we believe, uh, you know, the hierarchy of the church is infiltrated. We believe Francis uh, is, you know, a false prophet, if not, you know, uh, you know, a uh, precursor to Antichrist. But let me tell you about Malachi Martin. At the Second Vatican Council, which was held in the 60s, he was known as a Pariti an expert, okay? He was one of the figures promoting the movement toward liberalization, if not outright destruction of Catholic doctrine. There was an article published in Look Magazine at that time. I don't, you know, I've got it on file somewhere, but uh, it talked about how Malachi Martin changed the thinking of the Catholic Church concerning the Jews and the fact that, uh, you know, Vatican II popes uh, after the council went to the synagogues, bowed before them, and, you know, uh, have made the uh, Judaism part of this new doctrine. They're ushering in uh, the one world church. So it's all part of that. Malachi Martin, I was suspicious of him uh, at that time. 
Uh, he was a Jesuit, and, you know, he did not wear the clerical uh, collar or anything, a regular suit and, and that type of thing. And another one was uh, the individual Ratzinger, who eventually became Pope Benedict, who went into retirement and uh, is still alive, uh, being protected because he covered up uh, the pedophile uh, scandals within the Catholic Church. So I, you know, I think Malachi Martin knew what was going on, but I think he was a player. That's my thinking. I agree. Well, you don't know. I mean, <laughs> at some right. point here, you know, we'll, this will all become clear. But, uh, you know, he wrote a lot of books about the, um, you know, uh, changes going on in the church. But And then supposedly he was a hidden cardinal or something like that. I don't, I don't know. But, you know, I remember this, and I do have it, uh, Look Magazine, uh, about his activities there. See, prior to Vatican Council II, uh, you know, Pope Pius X, who was declared a saint of the Church, said, we will recognize the Jews when they recognize Christ. So... That was the change that occurred, and it was huge, just huge. All right? Great points, Bill. Excellent. Uh, yeah, there's, I was discussing this with a, with a woman the other day. You know, She said, you know, up until the year 70 A.D., there, there were no Jews, because everybody at the time realized the Messiah had come. They were accepting the Savior, whatever your name you're using, Yeshua, Emmanuel, Jesus, Lord, Jesus Christ, whatever, uh, and there wasn't much Judaism between the year between the time Jesus uh, was crucified and the time, uh, you know, in the year about seventy to eighty A.D. Uh, well, there then, had to you know, be Eric because you know uh, they were involved in the uh, crucifixion. They were the ones that demanded. Uh, you know, uh, Christ be crucified rather than, uh, you know, Barabbas being released by Pontius Pilate. So, you know, they were there. and uh, They were there in the system. We were talking about in the body of believers that, 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 accepted, that accepted what happened on the cross. And but right. no, the system, the, the Talmudic, the cultists in the system were there before. They were there then, and they maintained their, you know, their infiltration of the higher, you know, the hierarchy, the uh, the, the the Pharisees, so to speak. Um, but uh, and then it revived, of course, and we have a Talmudic cult now that that worships itself and worships power instead of doing godly deeds and and. Absolutely. Absolutely. Through through many different organizations, um, and I think the, the the Zionists and the and the church and the ecclesiastic, I think they're working together. I agree with you. The church has been corrupted, 
Um, it's not what they purport it to be, and it's not what it, well, I don't want to say the word, it's not what it used to be, but it's it's only gotten worse over time from that Second Vatican Council forward, uh, the Second Vatican Council that you brought up. That, that was the kind of the... Well, there was infiltration prior to that, but they sure. did not I mean, control the papacy until Vatican II, actually Pope John the Twenty Third. You know, he called the council. He said, "We're going to open the windows and you know let in uh, the the world and so forth." And ever since then, you know, it's been downhill. And you know, I would it be all right if I plugged where I go to church? Go right ahead, Bill. Why don't yeah. you? Yeah. If anybody's interested in a traditional Catholic. Um, organization that has apostolic powers traced to uh, Archbishop Took, who was uh, a member of the GM family in Vietnam. And if you remember what happened to the GM family under the Kennedy administration, uh, they were all put to death, but uh, assassinated. But Archbishop Took was at the Vatican Council, so he escaped. Well, he didn't like what he was seeing, along with some of the other bishops and cardinals, maybe, you know, at most, uh, a couple dozen. But he began uh, consecrating bishops, and therefore these bishops do not recognize what is going on in the Catholic Church and consequently, there are uh, different places throughout the country where the old mass is uh, celebrated, where the old ceremonies are held, where nuns are still in their full habits. There's little schools. Uh, the one that we go to uh, down in southwestern Wisconsin is, is uh, called Our Lady of Grace, and you can look at this organization uh, and all of the stands that they take at cmri.org, cmri.org. You, you can go there and, and see their theological positions and so forth. We're, we're not what's going on in the Vatican now, that's for sure. Okay, well, that's a good thing. Absolutely. Great, Bill. All right, I appreciate your taking my call. We had two okay. items there on this Operation Dark Sky, then on Malachi Martin and uh, CMRI.org. Thank you, Eric. Excellent, Bill. Excellent, Bill. Thanks for the call. Appreciate you joining in tonight. It's good to hear your voice again. You're a great caller. Bill has great well, information. At least in a decent church, there. That's great. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know we're trying to hold to the traditions and the faith, and uh, we recognize that we're in the end times here. Although we don't know exactly, only the Father knows. But uh, it certainly looks very bad. Yep, I think that's a perspective coming from a lot of the, you know, the Protestant and Baptist churches right. as well. You know, we're, right. we're that, I think 
we're all kind of on the same page. Right. Um, if we're awake, and if you're listening to this broadcast in this network, you're most likely awake, trying to be more and awake. If you have you any to... desire to restore right. traditional morality and good in the world, then you have to know what's going on. Well, that's right. right again, is... thanks, Eric. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate you joining in tonight. I appreciate you. Appreciate the help. It was getting to be a long two hours. I had a long day today myself. Had to work today, sure. so uh, help. I appreciate the assistance there, Bill. Great points. Okay. Um, take care, my friend. All right. So we appreciate the up uh, the update on Operation Dark Sky. Boy, isn't that a lovely name? This is why the government wants to unify the national grid. So when one part of it goes down, it can all go down. And, we, I, you know, I really hate to look at things this way all the time, but unfortunately it's reality. The government is going to use crisis, crises, to... to to establish greater control over local over localities and municipalities, and uh, we know the plan. So yeah, it's important that uh, well, I encourage people to get off the grid as much as possible. You can do it in small ways; it doesn't have to be big ways. Anybody wants to call in? We got about ten minutes left. It's eight hundred three one three nine four four three. Bill talked about so much. I wanted to respond to. I don't know where to start. I kind of got, uh, but it's uh, it's. It's obvious that the government has planned something. Something that something's going to be orchestrated that's going to take down the grid or parts of it, uh, or they wouldn't be running these drills. And if they really had the desire to protect the grid, they'd protect the grid, and it'd be very difficult to take down any substantial part of the grid. But once again, power corrupts. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. The Alliance of National Heritage Areas has worked with the National Park Service and members of Congress to draft the National Heritage Area Act of 2017, <clears throat> H.R. 1002. What does this bill do? Establishes a standardized set criteria for new national heritage areas. Now keep in mind, there's already 49 of them. I read them earlier. You got the idea. They're everywhere in every state and they're huge. Some of them run through four states. Back to the list. What does this bill do? HR 1002. Establishes a rigorous process for existing national heritage areas to ensure accountability. Oh boy, accountability to whom do you figure? Modernizes the program to ensure long term sustainability. Our favorite word is HR 1002, National Heritage Area Act of 2017. This must have been recently at the end of last year. <clears throat> Does this bill do? It clearly defines an oversight structure that will allow these popular public-private partnerships to better preserve the nation's heritage and spur economic growth with minimal federal support. Ah, to get that, they want maximum control 
but the feds want to give minimal support. Hey, they're just right dead nuts right on the money. How perfect is that, huh? What does this bill do? H.R. 1002 remains consistent with recommendations of both the Bush and Obama administrations. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? A unified structure throughout both administrations, and I would submit it's nothing's changed under Trump. We're not getting rid of national heritage areas. We're not giving the land back to the people. Oh, sure, Trump canceled Obama's order to take the land in Utah and Nevada. I guarantee that the people of the state will never see that land. They'll be put in a trust, and it'll be a state park instead of a federal park. And you'll get state goons running the park instead of federal goons telling people what to do on public lands that we supposedly are the owners of. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. It's Eric, the Freedom Screamer. We've talked about several things tonight, mostly programs, programs, and more programs. So excited that the programs are continuing under the current president. Persistence is above all. Don't give up, people. Solution. Get your community aware of jury nullification. Yep, I'll say it again. Jury nullification. It's your get-out-of-jail-free card. Final solution to this broadcast, the final word is going to be jury nullification. Don't forget, because we can do something with this. You'll wake up a lot of people in your community, and you'll meet a lot of people down at the witch's court if you go pass out jury nullification flyers. Very rewarding. You'll make new friends. You'll probably meet some old ones down there. Uh, but pass out the jury nullification flyers. I, and I'm serious, people. I know there's some, uh, probably a good number of you have not done it. And I highly recommend that you do it. Um, it's going to be, it's going to keep you safe. It's going to keep the members of your community safe. It's going to keep a control mechanism upon the court and the local police. So they're not just going to be running people through for every minor statutory stupid thing that has no victim. Remember, no victim, no crime. Let's finish with the fundamentals tonight. Jury nullification, no victim, no crime. Unincorporate your county or county. And beware of interlocking the grid with your local uh, power company. Many municipalities still have their own power company. I know we do here. It's a nice thing. I mean, they, they buy their power from one of the larger corporations, yes, but the grid itself is somewhat sequestered from the rest of the grid. Uh, once they tie that together, then it's one part grid down, then all parts of the grid go down. And that's why Janet Napolitano, the former director of the Department of Homeland Gestapo, made the statement. She said, it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when the grid, the national grid, will go down. Now, what did she know that she was that sure? She didn't say if or maybe or we're going to try to prevent it, but now just in case. She said it's not a matter of if. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's going to happen. That means she has to absolutely must have something to do with it. And that's no different her, whether it's Chernoff or whoever the director of the Department of Homeland Gestapo it is today. But it's a good Department of Homeland Gestapo now, y'all, because Donald Caesar is in the White House. Oh, joy. So... Since those who do not know history are doomed to repeat it, 
seek out as many old books as you can find now before history starts getting changed on the Internet, and I've seen it happen. I know people have been talking about this Mandela effect. Um, and I think people are, I think if, if going into the written word, out of the computer and into the written word, research on the computer where you can find the written word, whatever word that is, historical, philosophical, economic, whatever it is, even if it's entertainment, biblical, pick your topic. Get into the written word of, of, of history, economic history, religious history, of course, political history, medical establishment history. And with that, I'm going to leave off with what I'm going to bring up on my next broadcast. Next time Lori has me sit in for her. Don't know when that's going to be. But I found it very interesting because we've, people who listen to this broadcast and what I do have have heard that we've we've been working on a number of cases like Chris from Las Vegas, like Anna Taylor in Connecticut, Tyler Whitman in South Carolina, where the psychiatric establishment, the medical establishment, particularly the psychiatric division, is is being used to incarcerate political patriots, people who have independent beliefs particularly veterans, people who question the system, people who expose whatever, people who use their mind. That's the person that listens to this broadcast, or this network. Yeah, we're going to have to catch you next time. Here at the Freedom Stream on the Republic Broadcasting Network. Thanks for joining us. Lori Anderson should be back tomorrow. We'll see you all soon. Thanks for joining us on the Republic Broadcasting Network. Don't forget to support the network and support Lori Anderson by going to Live with Lori at TWC. Support Lori. She does great work here, and it's the only thing that's going to keep her up and going. So otherwise, she's going to have to go work, and she won't be with us as much, and I'd like to see her back tomorrow. Have a good night, everybody. Take care. See you soon. I'm not interested in uh, photo ops. there is an ongoing war right here in America? Are you aware that U.S. citizens have been classified as enemies of the state since 1933? Have you recognized that our entire government is really a vast network of interlocking corporations engaged in commerce? Look up Title 28, Section 3002. Tune in to In Defense of Humanity on Saturday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time. Find out what's really going on and learn how to protect yourself and your family as flesh and blood men and women living in a corporate reality. to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.